Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insight Series. I am your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today, we have with us Jason Katz, who is Vice President of Apps and Digital Media for Houghton Mifflin Harcourt. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Glad to be here. So you have done some pretty amazing things over your career. And today, I think we're going to be getting a broad perspective, right, of just your experience as a marketing executive uh, through several different roles. Absolutely. Awesome. So let's, let's start off with, you know, say over the last five years from your perspective, what's changed <clears throat> the most for you? The pace of change in marketing has, has just been super fast in every role there are so many things that are changing. Um, I was at American Express um, using all the traditional levers of marketing, um, working on working offline, online, working with partners, then working in tech startups and music technology and advertising technology, and then in entertainment technology and I'm literally getting called by thousands of vendors and testing out new technologies. So um, it's just a race to keep up and it's been a lot of fun. So um, with all this change, are you changing how you approach marketing and, and your strategic approach? Do you find yourself running things more like a business? Uh, yes, uh, there's no choice but to run it like a business. I am constantly measuring ROI and prioritizing resources um, every situation is different. Um, for example, when I'm working on OTT streaming services, I am always thinking about like Quello Concerts or Curious World, an app for kids around Curious George. I have to think about which of the 15 different OTT streaming platforms, um, which conversion funnel I need to prioritize. So. It's not just web anymore. It's not just mobile. It's am I focusing on Xbox and PlayStation, or am I focusing on Roku or Apple TV? There are so many choices to be made. And then, for example, in B two B marketing at Hook Logic, which was acquired by Critio, uh, what's the right white paper that I need to write to really truly engage my audience? I always have to evaluate um, what's working and what's not, and be ready to change. And then, secondly. <clears throat> There's always the question about, uh, is there a product market fit? Is the product that I have created a good fit for the customers that I want to reach? Now in marketing, there's a question of, am I using the right media and approach to reach the audience that I need to reach? And the amount of techniques that are available to help me answer that question are proliferating. Between uh, marketing automation and artificial intelligence, I can now choose the right day, time, channel, and media, almost turnkey, whereas in the past I had to do resource-intensive efforts like marketing mix analysis or A-B testing. Um, it's just, it's really exciting. That's great. So tell me a little bit about the people you've been working with, managing, hiring over these last few years. Are you looking for different skill sets now? Uh, are you organizing your teams any differently? Yes. Uh, I need I need nimble teams. You know, I'd say before before I answer the the question about how I shape the teams, I first think about how I structure the teams. So the first thing is every project or experiment that I work on has to have huge revenue potential. Everything needs to tie into revenue. There's no 
Um, there's no time, no time or resource to waste, especially in the startup world where you got to move really quickly. So every team member needs to have those types of projects. And I usually try to do a balance of projects that are in their comfort zone as well as stretch projects. And then thinking about the types of skill sets that I'm looking for, I need, um, I work with people who have quantitative skills, creative skills, tech, skills, writing, design, um, and a lot of motivation. They have to be really hungry. So ideally, I'm hiring people who have a combination of those skills and, and then being as lean as I can and then growing as we're proving out um, projects that are showing that delivering on that revenue potential. And we grow from there and we have to have a good time. Everyone's got to get along. Um, the best, the best teams are the ones that have fun, get along or smart, work really well together. So awesome. So from our process standpoint, what are some of the things that you think about strategically that can drive scale and transformation for your team? It's really about, it really comes down to teamwork. So there's a movement in marketing right now where uh, some departments are actually calling themselves growth groups instead of marketing groups. And growth groups, the, the origin of that concept is around breaking down silos. So in order to do effective marketing, you can't just work on your own. You need to work across product and technology. And I spend a lot of time thinking about how do I bring those teams together? So oftentimes we're thinking about what is the single KPI that can unify uh, not only the marketing team, but all those teams that I mentioned and get people to really work together and focus on unified objectives. So for example, at HMH, we broke down our some of the work that we're currently doing into a very user acquisition focused. So we broke it down into three different KPIs that are driving revenue. One is conversion funnel. Second is uh, paid acquisition. And third is non-paid acquisition. So we as a team said we have to move conversion and what can we move the quickest? What's in our control? So as a, as a joint leadership team, um, we made the decision to work collectively on email and do a sprint. So we got together all the resources across the different departments and we shaped an email project and usually to set up a sophisticated email marketing journey or marketing automation journey, it might take a quarter, three months, but because we were all so focused and working so well together, we were able to launch it in three weeks. Wow. Um, and we had, you know, scrum boards, we had, we had, um, Mm -hmm. stickies up on walls and people moving them and, and hopping sounds like you're doing a lot of agile marketing over there you're throwing out scrum you know uh, <laughs> sprints kanban boards right so. yeah i didn't want to use some of the jargon but yeah we okay. we took some of the development uh, the rhythm of the development teams and we brought it into marketing and it really got people to to up their game and it added a level of excitement um to the project and and the, the emails look great i mean it's so exciting to launch something like that so um we'll see if it continues the agile <laughs> marketing thing but it was it was very effective in this project yeah we you know we've adopted some of those techniques too for our internal marketing team and yeah it definitely has an impact um that's one of those things right it doesn't apply to every situation but in the right situation it can be really helpful 
So tell me a little bit about tech, because you know certainly in marketing we've seen this explosion of technology over the last few years. What's what's your approach to it, and how do you figure out what you need and how you use it? Yeah, I I love tech. <laughs> I uh, I love marketing technology. I love what it's done, and I definitely have a lot of thoughts on on marketing technology. Usually. So a few points. The the first thing that I'll do when I when I'm in a role is I'll assess what level of technology exists and what are the strategic objectives and the opportunities that could be advanced using technology. And what I found often happens in the last few roles, whether it be again music tech, <clears throat> ad tech, entertainment tech, even American Express. It really cuts across all things. There are certain use cases that everyone, everyone's, most people are looking for. Um, the, the primary one is measuring LTV at very granular levels. Yeah. People want to know what is the true return on efforts. So the classic use cases for paid ads at a most granular level, looking down at campaigns, at creatives, at targeting, ad platforms are very sophisticated nowadays. What is... Um, what's the return for each of those cells so you know where which to push farther? Another one in the mobile environment is push notes. Push notes happen to be very, very difficult to measure because people will act um, after seeing push notes, but they won't necessarily click on it. So you need to use view through instead of um, click-based attribution. So um, technology is helping us measure those types of things. They're also helping us with customer experience. They're also helping us with measuring the health of the business and pulling together scorecards. So those are some use cases that typically come up. Those are addressed um, primarily with things like customer data platforms, um, which are unifying all first-party data from many different places, whether it be online or offline. Um, that's typically what I do with marketing. Uh, that's what's come out of the audits that I've done in, in several companies and what's pretty typical. But you always want to look you always want to assess what what your particular company needs because every, every company every company is different. And then in terms of marketing technology, I also think about what role it plays for these companies. So, is it um, you know how big of an advantage can marketing technology be? I think what it, the purpose it serves for lots of companies is. Instead of worrying about data and worrying about capabilities, it lets you actually just focus on your customer. It lets it lets you make things simple. Um, what do your what do your customers want? What do you need to do to compete? Uh, you can spend time on those questions as opposed to oh, how do I get that data over here to this system and to that group? And it, it removes some of the things that typically will get in the way. I think everyone needs to do it. And you know, lastly, I think it's only. I don't know that on its own it's a competitive advantage. There aren't a lot of companies that actually use marketing technology to its fullest, where it is tied directly to realizing revenue potential. But it, um, it, it really is about getting a lead. Since there are a lot of companies that aren't leveraging it as well as they need to, it gives you a chance to focus on what's important and build those competitive advantages. It's almost like a minimum requirement nowadays. So 
those are a few different thoughts. I, I think about it a lot. So yeah, no, great, great, absolutely places. great insight. So I assume you're probably going to more tech next week. I am hoping to go. I'm still making sure I can fit into my schedule, but that's the plan. Okay. Uh, well, Are you going, Jeff? Uh, I'm not, but a few of my, my uh, team is going. So always okay. a great show. So uh, I love the stackies too. So just uh, <laughs> seeing all the different ways that people represent their technology. So here's a shout out to you, Scott and Martech. <laughs> so so uh, tell me a little bit about your approach to the customer and the life cycle. Um, I'm interested in how you organize your marketing activities. Uh, is it very much top of the funnel acquisition or are you doing full life cycle marketing? And if so, how do you, how do you determine the percentage and the breakdown? Yeah, so that, again, it, it depends on the maturity of the business. If it's a young business, like for example, when I work with a really early startup, uh, I spend time thinking about what's the brand story, what, what message do I wanna get to the customer? And, and what does the conversion funnel look like? We have, probably have to optimize it many times if it's very early on. If I'm later on in the, in the maturity of the business, then I'll spend more time on demand gen or user acquisition and getting more people into the funnel. So it really depends. And then just looking at some of the recent companies at Quello, I'd say one one of the one of the themes that I'll look at is always giving customers a reason to come back and engage with the brand because everyone's always very busy. So at Quello Concerts, we um, we added new concerts regularly. So there's always you're always coming back for what's the latest concert that was um, concert video that was added uh, for HMH Curious World, Curious George. We added new games, videos, and books regularly many of which were originals, many of which featured Curious George. So there's a lot of messaging is always interesting when you're we talking about We love that series, about, by the way. We have like, I think, I don't know if we have all of them, but we have many of them. <laughs> so, Curious George. Have, oh, okay, yeah. there we go. Yeah, Curious George, he is a hero for kids, so. <laughs> and adults um, too, you know, it's, you know so let's, not, let's not forget about the parents. That's right, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it's actually an interesting dynamic with parents and kids for the kids service um, because of copper regulations, it's pretty strict on when you can communicate with customers. So we have to have very good moments for the parents because we only get them for so so long and then there are rules around when you can communicate with customers, so kids. So that's interesting. And there's also something recently on HBO Silicon Valley about Copa and so, yeah, anyways, if Great you watch job. that, that's a shout out too. Um, so, Giving people a reason to come back, always very big. People love new things. I'm always able to create much more um, activity amongst the user base with those with those reasons to come back and those new things. And then the other one is creating moments, and the moments uh, really depend. It could be because there are new things, and then um, there are other ways to create that demand. So for in ad tech, we would release white papers. If we got them to read the white, download the white paper and browse the website, we knew it was time for the sales rep to follow up. In the, <clears throat> when working on the streaming services, we always offered a free trial. And after a user authorizes the free trial, we always want to ping them very often to use all the features of the service and get maximum value so that they will, they will let the let the service continue through the, the first actual payment date. And then looking later on in the life cycle, for customers who eventually let their choose not to renew and their service cancels, 
we would run free preview weekends where they can watch all the content of the service as if they were a paying subscriber again and they can sort of tap back into the magic that they experienced when they originally signed up for the service and see what they were missing and see what they were missing so maybe they would sign up again and that happened to work really well that tactic worked really well for cable companies i remember many many years ago um a lot of the premium channels would get me to sign up from those free preview weekends and it's an interesting application now for streaming services over the top which is beating cable up pretty well that those tactics can work in a in a, in a different way so we throw a lot i throw a lot of things at the customers and again it really just depends on where in the life cycle they are and where the biggest revenue opportunity is um that's awesome jason you have so much uh, great insight i love how you have metrics and everything that you're doing um we uh, we're out of time for today but i don't know we might have to set up round two so thank you so much for being on the show uh appreciate your contributions and uh we'll definitely talk to you again soon sounds great jeff thanks so much you bet thank you